For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. We thank our wonderful sponsor, the Village Green Apothecary. They've been sponsoring the show for the last eight or nine years that we've been doing it. We're here every Sunday uh, from 10 to 11. You can also stream us online at www.federalnewsradio.com. You can also stream it uh, on iTunes just by searching for The Essentials of Healthy Living. My wonderful co-host, Dana Lake, will be back not next week, but the week after. Next week, I've got a great uh, show coming up with Dr. Jill Carnahan. She's one of the... Uh, most respected, integrative, holistic, functional medicine doctors in the country right now. She's brilliant. She's been through an amazing healing journey herself, and we'll be um, having a great show with her. She's one of my favorite guests, so love having her on. So don't forget to tune in next week. Um, Let's see. Today, we're going to be covering a really interesting topic. It's one that even I'm kind of learning about a little bit as we go, because it's something that's been picking up, I would say, in the nutrition dietary trends over the last I would say like three to five years, definitely becoming a lot more popular in the last couple of years. And it's always nice to keep up with with trends. I mean, really, trends are just um, good ideas that are sort of coming to light is how I like to think about them. Um, you know, what we're going to be talking about today isn't something that I believe is uh, I believe there's a difference between a trend and a fad. A fad is something that, you know, doesn't really have a lot of value or a lot of um, gravitas or interest behind it, but it becomes popularized. A trend, I believe, is something that usually is based on something people want or really good information that over time comes to light and becomes popularized as people become interested in it. It's kind of a a mix between trend and and a fad, I guess. For example, like, you know, everybody always thinks, geez, I I wish I had invented Starbucks coffee and everybody's running through Starbucks and that's been popularized over the last many years. Starbucks has been in business since like the early 80s. It wasn't really a popular trend until probably the mid-90s, but the business had been around for a long time. Everybody drinks coffee, right? So, you know, I like to sort of say that because I don't like to talk about fads. Fads are things that don't have a lot of basis or a lot of knowledge or a lot of scientific fact behind them, or at least fads in the scientific community or in my community. Um, And there are things that do become uh, fads and, and not trends. And today we're going to be talking about the ketogenic diet. And again, this has become um, a lot more popular and a lot more people are interested in it. And I want to talk in more depth about it so that you can understand what exactly it is, what the benefits might be, who it might apply to, and and what positions you might be in with your health where you want to consider it. And I like to talk about that because there's nothing more trendy than diets. Is it the Atkins diet? Is it the South Beach diet? Is it the Zone diet? Is it the Paleo diet? Should I be a vegetarian diet, a vegan diet? Should I be a you know meat eater? Should I be a Mediterranean diet? There's so many diets out there and they're all based on good information and they're not necessarily, uh, people get very confused and they tend to blow things off. You know, they just say, well, that was just a fad, that diet. But Most of these diets are based on some good scientific evidence, and if you understand how to apply them in specific situations related to health, they have a good application. 
And uh, learning about them helps you to understand which one might best apply for you and your health situation. So, of course, as we have every week, we've got an expert on the phone to help us understand this in more detail. Uh, we have Georgia Austin is a certified clinical nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist serving the central New York area through her practice in Manilas Newly Functional Nutrition. Did I say that right, Georgia? Uh, it's Manlius. Manlius, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, she also serves as a training specialist for Metagenics, a health science research company. Georgia previously practiced at Bare Bones Health and Wellness in Manulis and has been a lifestyle educator for Healthy Transformations, a chiropractic assistant lifestyle educator for Plink Chiropractic. And before that, she was an environmental biochemist for Recha Environmental in Amherst, New York. She served for two years as adjunct fa- faculty at New York Chiropractic College's Master's of Science Applied Clinical Nutrition Program located in Seneca Falls, New York, where she also earned her MS degree in 2008. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Biology from Westminster College in New Wilmington, PA. Georgia is passionate about educating healthcare professionals and patients alike, and her mission is to change the face of healthcare by helping people achieve their genetic potential through nutrition. So, Georgia, thank you for taking the time to be with us on the show today. We appreciate that. Of course. Thank you for allowing uh, allowing me to be on your program. Yeah. And so educate people and achieve my mission. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about um, the ketogenic diet. You know, like I said, I started seeing it bubble up in in some trends and popularity probably about five or six years ago. Um, and I know it's been around for a lot longer than that and has been used to treat other conditions for much, much longer than that. Just because it was yeah. becoming aware to me doesn't mean that it wasn't around before then. It's just I have a general pulse on the trends that go on in the health and wellness, functional medicine, integrative medicine space. And that's when I started seeing it blip up on the radar more. And now you can't get away from it. It's sort of, you know, (laughs) sort of replacing what has been the most popular trend in nutrition for the last probably four to five years, which was the paleo diet. People are starting to get a little bit more interested in the ketogenic diet. So tell us what is the ketogenic diet and exactly how is it different from these other diets that have been super super popular right now, like the paleo diet and the Mediterranean diet, even diets like Atkins diet diet because there are some similarities? Sure. Yeah, no, that's a great question. There's a lot of confusion. Many of my patients are asking the same questions. What What's up with this keto thing? Um, so um, ketogenic diets, as you have mentioned, have been around a long time, actually starting in as early as the 1920s and 40s. Um, it was actually a treatment, considered a treatment for epilepsy and still is today. It's gone in and out of favor for that. It's uh, maybe about 10 years ago or 15 years ago or so, it started to become investigated more for um, body composition, for weight loss, for diabetes. And even in the 1990s, um, it was looked at for its role in cognitive health, improving cognitive health. So what is a ketogenic diet? How is it different from those other, other food plans that we've heard about? So keto diet is a low-in-carbohydrate diet. That's something it has in common with Atkins but it is a moderate protein, which is something that is more emphasized in paleo and Atkins. And keto is um, very high in fat. So the ratio that we're looking at is 70 to 75% fat, which is completely different than paleo or Atkins. And it's only about 20, 15 to 20% protein and about five to 10% carbohydrate. Now, those ranges are variable due to the, the patient's, individual patient's health status and their health goals. So that's the, the difference. The other difference in keto versus paleo, paleo emphasizes eating real ancestral whole foods, 
and it does allow carbohydrates. So it does allow sugar substitutes like raw honey and maple syrup um, versus keto, which allows stevia and monk fruit only because those mm-hmm. are non-caloric sweeteners. And Atkins, um, on the flip side of that, allows artificial sweeteners, which are completely verboten in both keto and paleo. Yeah. Um, there is some difference with um, animal products, too. So, for instance, in paleo, uh, dairy products are not allowed, but um, in keto, they, they are, if that is, you know, within your dietary allowances. If you're um, not vegetarian or, or uh, vegan, then you can certainly include dairy. And also, the uh, carbohydrates from vegetables are more permissible in paleo um, and fruits. Yeah. So, there, there is a difference there. Grains are eliminated in both. Grains are definitely eliminated in both. And legumes are allowed in limited quantity in keto, whereas they're eliminated in paleo right. many times. And it's not like somebody just made up all these rules arbitrarily to name, no. to name a new diet. There's a very specific reason why the mm-hmm. ketogenic diet has those restrictions on carbohydrates and has that ratio of breakdown of fat and protein and, and carbohydrates. And that's to put you in, in this state of ketosis. And ketosis is actually a scientifically validated physiologic state. Unlike in the paleo diet and Atkins diet, you're not necessarily looking to achieve a specific physiological state. You're looking to manipulate your macronutrients and food intake to sort of, you know, theoretically get a health benefit. But a ketogenic diet is designed specifically to put your body in this sort of scientifically validated physiological state. So tell us what that physiological state is, this thing called ketosis. What does that mean? Sure. So what ketosis means is um, when you have level of what are called ketone bodies, which your liver creates from certain types of fatty acids, um, and you get this level of ketone bodies in the bloodstream to about 0.5 millimoles per, per liter. And that can be measured several ways, which we can talk about. And so you're trying to get into what's called keto adaptation, which starts at 0.5. And then um, you're moving and changing the body physiologically to rely less on glucose and glycogen stores and more on ketones. And so you're trying to get to an optimal range of one to three is considered an optimal ketogenic zone. Okay. And so um, what is a ketone? So ketone is what your body makes from fats, especially medium chain triglycerides. And these are fats that may come from coconut oil, from butter, from avocado, from nuts and seeds, and other vegetable oils. So the liver is able to make three different ketones from these types of fats. Um, it makes acetone, acetoacetate, and beta-hydroxybutyrate. And depending on how you measure ketones, you're measuring one of those three. Okay. And so the whole idea is to, I mean, let's tie it together. We restrict the carbohydrates enough, right? And if the body isn't burning carbohydrates, then it turns to fat. Is that what happened? We flip over to, to sort of this ketosis state? Yeah, absolutely. So the intake of, of simple refined carbohydrates what it does is it forces the body to produce a lot of insulin. And when you produce a lot of insulin, you have to realize that insulin is a fat storage hormone. So it's going to keep causing your body to store fat instead of use fat. When you shift over to a ketogenic diet and you're in keto adaptation, it allows for what we call uh, metabolic felicity or the ability of your body to use other energy sources that don't impact physiology in a negative way. 
So your body will um, start to, to utilize these ketone bodies for energy instead of using glucose. Um, and your body does this naturally when you sleep, um, when you're uh, working out, and sometimes, um, you know, if you're in a fasting state for whatever reason, uh, between meals, or if you're during intermittent fasting, or if there's starvation, <laughs> it's, a, it's yep. a physiological process that your body can do and will do if, the, if you're feeding it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting because if our body's getting abundant sources of carbohydrates, it will preferentially burn those first, correct? That's correct, because that's the easiest. The body likes glucose, which comes from carbohydrates. It's easy to use, easy to tap into. It can tap into stored glycogen, which is what your body does with some extra glucose. Or it can burn um, fats, ketones from fats, or it can uh, convert from amino acids from our proteins. So it can it can go from one of those three sources. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the point of why the diet is so carbohydrate restricted, right? You restrict those carbohydrates enough, and then you really get a lot of the caloric intake from fats and from moderate protein. And so your body is sort of forced to create its energy source through this process of ketosis. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Um, we describe it sort of as you're, you're trying to wring out all of the carbohydrate mm-hmm. uh, that are circulating in the blood and get the body used to using more ketones for energy. Right. And yep. it's actually more efficient for some tissues yep. um, to use ketones. Yep. And that's part of where the research is going. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, it seems a little bit extreme, I'm sure, to people, but I think what we need to understand or we need to keep in, in our general mindset is that, you know, how are our human bodies sort of designed to run over the over the millennia, over the, the, the hundreds of thousands of years in which we've sort of taken the form and shape of which we are right now? And, you know, from that perspective, we didn't always have such abundant sources of carbohydrates always around. There were times no. of, of fasting or times of famine or times when you didn't necessarily have access to all of those carbohydrates. And our, our culture now is so carbohydrate skewed. Everything's a carbohydrate. Everything has a sweetener. Everything has a sugar. Everything has a grain. Everything has those things, whether it's naturally sourced from fruit or artificially sourced from distilled sugars to just, you know, grains that we grow. And so our body really never gets this this chance to utilize the energy form of ketones and using a ketogenic diet can help reset and support certain organs and certain processes in the body that sort of have been forgotten. And for some people, they physiologically do a lot better in ketosis or can use a ketogenic diet as a tool to facilitate a process of healing in their body and then go back to a more more normal diet. So we've got so many other questions that I'd like to have you answer for us, Georgia, but we're going to have to take a quick break. So when we come back, we're going to be diving more into the ketogenic diet. We're going to be talking about some of the benefits it offers, how exactly you structure it. We're going to be talking about what people shouldn't do it, what people sh- what uh, people should be good candidates for doing a ketogenic diet. So a lot of questions to answer. Don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Passero, and we're going to be back right after these words. Solgar number seven can help you feel the difference. Solgar number seven actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number seven is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number seven help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar number seven says yes. Solgar number seven, available at Village Green Apothecary. 
New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA-certified organic, non-GMO-verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Are you under a lot of stress these days? Pressure from your job, personal life, politics. It can all take a serious toll on your health. But we can help. Village Green Apothecary can help you achieve a healthier lifestyle with our wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 50 years. And we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Next week, I'm back with Dr. Jill Carnahan. Don't forget to tune in. It's going to be a great show. And the week after that, my wonderful co-host, Dana Lake, will be back. Today, we're talking with Georgia Austin about the ketogenic diet. We discussed a little bit about what it is in the beginning. And as I talked about in the first segment, it's a diet that seems to be having a little bit more of a uh, trending upwards as far as interest from people in the medical community and in the public. So we're going to dive into it here. We've talked a little bit about ketones, what they are, um, how they're produced. So like what is um, and let's just dive into some of these questions, Georgia, and thank you for taking the time mm-hmm. to be with us. Um, there's this phrase called keto adaptation with the ketogenic diet. Can you explain what that is and and sort of, you know, how long that lasts, what that means? Sure. Sure, it's the state that um, your body is in while it's switching from the fuel fuel source of glucose from carbohydrates to um, into more utilizing ketones from the fats in your diet. Now, depending on your health status before you start doing a ketogenic diet, um, it can take anywhere from two to four weeks. So, for instance, someone who is um, relatively fit, um, very active, has no... Uh, serious health conditions or chronic health conditions, they may be able to achieve um, uh, ketosis much faster. They may may move through keto adaptation much faster versus someone who has been type 2 diabetic for years, um, someone who has some inflammatory processes, um, someone who has some cognitive impairment, 
you may um, see a, a bit longer for that person, mm-hmm. but there are tools that you can use to help with that because some people might actually feel worse before they feel better. Some people actually might feel what we call the keto flu. Mm-hmm. They might feel achy. They might feel lethargic. Um, they might feel like they have a fever. Why does that happen um, exactly? Yeah, so part of it is withdrawal <laughs> from glucose. Mm-hmm. Part of it is your your body suddenly uh, doesn't have the same um, metabolic precursors. It doesn't have the same fuel as it did, and it has to reaccommodate um, to shift over. So mm-hmm. that's part of it. Part of it, and, and again, that varies according to how long someone has had the condition that they've had, um, and that process has been dysregulated or broken, right? Um, but it also can depend, too, on, on your age. It can depend on your sex. Um, and the second reason is when you go on a ketogenic food plan and you use more ketones for fuel and your um, glucose and insulin levels aren't as high in the blood, it starts to change your blood volume. Um, so you actually, instead of retaining sodium uh, from processed foods and from whatnot, you end up excreting more sodium through your kidneys, and that means you also excrete water. So fluid retention that can happen in these conditions goes away, but that changes the blood volume and can often make you feel sluggish and mm-hmm. lethargic. So you know, there are certain strategies we, we can do um, to help someone feel better while they're keto adapting. Okay. That's interesting. And I think a lot of people get um, discouraged when they feel that way. I know it happens, you know, with certain other diets that people are on, they can definitely feel worse a few days into it and and really go through a rough patch. But usually on the other end of that rough patch is some significant benefits. And it it is this process of our body adapting and our body changing and adapting to the different environment. And often, even if it's uncomfortable, there are benefits associated with it. So, um, you know, let's uh, what kind of people so talking about like, you know, the keto flu and something that doesn't feel very good. Are there certain people that really shouldn't dabble with a ketogenic diet? Are there other health conditions or pre-existing conditions that should be considered before somebody tries it? Yeah, that's a great question. So obviously, if you've been diagnosed with some sort of uh, metabolic disorder where you don't process that very well, um, uh, those are very uh, that's a very small percentage of the population. So if you know you have a problem um, accessing ketones and and, and and that sort of thing, that would be um, not a good choice for you. Also, a type 1 diabetic needs to be careful. Um, they need to be obviously under supervision of a healthcare practitioner. And we also say people with kidney disease or liver disease where they really have some pathological changes they need to work with a healthcare practitioner and consider if it's right for them. Um, also, pregnancy and breastfeeding, we just don't have the research. Nobody wants to volunteer for that yeah. kind mm-hmm. of study. Um, there are some studies that suggest that pregnant women, um, I'm sorry, nursing women on the other side of this, um, may have a decrease in milk production with doing a more ketogenic diet. You just don't want to surprise the metabolism um, in the middle of pregnancy or mm-hmm. breastfeeding. It's yep. usually not wise. Um, Other than that, um, sometimes in the early stages of treatment of thyroid, um, uh, especially hypothyroid disease, you may want to, um, you know, get that regulated before trying something uh, like a ketogenic diet. So those are the the main categories where we say you need to really consult with a healthcare practitioner to see if it's right for you. Mm -hmm. So most people, you know, pretty safe to experiment with a ketogenic diet. There's no major. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, 
as far as uh, duration, you know, I mean, it seems a little bit, I don't want to say, well, it is. I mean, it's a little extreme. It, it does take a lot of work to do a ketogenic diet. You know, you really do have to be careful about counting your your protein and your fat and specifically the carbohydrates to make sure you're in the ketosis state. And, um, you know, it does take work and effort. And I will say there are, you know, there are definitely different ways to do the ketogenic diet as far as healthy and unhealthy ways, um, mm -hmm. because you can get fat from, you know, different sources that are very unhealthy versus high quality fat. So it's important if you're going to try this to still always use your brain and use logic when you're looking at the food that you are about you're about to ingest it should still look like healthy vital food it should still look like good food from the earth that's minimally processed it should look like it has varying degrees of color and nutrients and vitamins and minerals because just eating, you know, peanut butter all day long, you know, because it may get you into ketosis still doesn't mean that it's healthy for you and it's really important to make sure that if you're going to do this, that you look at a structure of a diet that includes very healthy um, options. And I say this because, you know, I've had had patients that were recommended a keto giant, ketogenic diet from, let's say, a, a neurologist to manage their epilepsy when they were younger or to manage, let's say, chronic migraine headaches where there's been some correlation in research with ketogenic diets being beneficial. But you know, while they may understand the physiology of how the brain works when it's burning ketones and the benefits that may have for certain neurological conditions, they completely miss the boat on any education when it comes to actual nutrition because they don't teach that in medical school. So the recommendations that I've seen them give patients in regards to how to put them in a ketogenic diet is an absolutely disgusting diet that has nothing to do with overall health and vitality. So make sure that you are looking at it from both perspectives and making sure that you're eating in a way that supports your overall health while allowing your body to be in ketosis. And it's not hard and it's not difficult to do. You just have to look to different sources than, you know, just your average um, food pyramid, RDA kind of nutrition intervention on how to get into ketogenesis. So, um, yeah. So with that said, you know, let's talk about long-term or other applications of the ketogenic diet? Is this something that should be done short-term? Is it something that it can be done long-term? Um, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. I, I know I've seen both scenarios where some people do it short-term mm -hmm. to achieve a certain goal and then transition back to a more regular diet once they've, you know, helped to reverse a condition or settle a condition down. And other people I've seen maintain themselves on a keto diet, ketogenic diet for long periods of time. Yeah, that's, that, that is true. I've seen that as well, and I've seen it in the research um, and with talking to patients and different people that I know, different colleagues that have done it. Um, it really depends on what your goals are. Um, I've seen some people who are relatively healthy do um, adopt a ketogenic diet because they want better mental clarity. Um, they're not really interested in, in weight loss, per se. They want to maintain their lean mass. Um, they're working out, but they just want to improve their mental clarity. And so someone can, um, can do this for um, one to two to three months to get that type of impact. Um, I've seen studies where uh, for weight loss, for instance, they've done the study over 24 weeks to achieve, you know, a significant change in body composition and, and some of the health markers. So it, it, and it's very variable, like we said, depending on your health status before you do this type mm -hmm. of food plan. Some people feel so good when they've done it and they understand it and they get it and they, it becomes a habit 
that they stay on it. Yeah. Uh, but it's not necessarily something you need to stay on forever. It can help you get to a certain point, um, improve your physiology, improve your mental clarity, <clears throat> improve your cognitive function, and then slowly um, and in a structured way with someone guiding you, reintroduce complex carbohydrates from fruits and vegetables. Um, and some people do really well doing that mm-hmm. um, because it is it can be difficult for some people. It's such a radical way of thinking that they can't um, follow it long term. So they may shift to something more like paleo, where um, fats are, are more like 40 to 50 percent. Proteins are more like 40 percent and carbohydrates are 20 percent. Mm-hmm. So some people do well shifting from keto to paleo, especially if they have a lot of inflammatory issues. So mm-hmm. let's talk about who else would this be, ketogenic diets, who else would it be good for besides weight control? Well, there's some evidence that it can help people with cardiovascular risk markers. Um, first of all, because it can lower inflammation. When you lower um, uh, the insulin needed to control the glucose that you're eating, you also lower inflammation. You also make less, you store less fat, so you make less triglycerides in the body. So if you have high triglycerides and you have low HDL, which is the good cholesterol, keto diets have been shown to improve those two markers. Not only that, but they've been shown to improve the type and the size of LDL cholesterol that's considered high risk. So some of the small dense particles. Mm -hmm. So um, a ketogenic diet can be very helpful for someone who has high cardiometabolic risk, insulin resistance, um, or type 2 diabetes. It's been shown to lower A1C for those types of folks, um, mm-hmm. as well as improving their fasting blood sugars, quite obviously. Um, now, as far as brain health, we've talked somewhat about uh, epilepsy, but the main area of research now has been on cognitive health. Um, it's been shown that an aging brain um, has a decreased capacity to use glucose, but it has no decrease in capacity to use ketones. Mm-hmm. So cognitive health, um, for mild cognitive impairment, dementia, Alzheimer's, um, even there's some research that suggests improvement of mood, anxiety, depression, and uh, attention and focus. So um, it's been really uh, interesting in the research because it's, it takes a lot of effort for the brain to get glucose in to use as fuel, and that seems to decrease with age. It's sort of a push mechanism or a pull mechanism, pardon me, versus ketones are actually pushed from the blood bloodstream into the neurons, into the brain um, when they're available. And so it's very, very easy for the body to use and the brain to use ketones, especially as we age. There's no drop-off in how we can use it. So it's, it's kind of fascinating. And um, athletic performance, of course, is the last, um, the last category that we'll cover. And that's um, really helpful for endurance athletes. Let's t- let's save let's save the athletic yeah. benefits for the next segment because sure. I don't want to gloss over the the, no. the brain. I mean, some of the first rumblings that I started to hear about really interest in the ketogenic diet came from you know very well respected integrative neurologist Dr. David Perlmutter, who's you know written numerous best selling. New York Times yeah. best-selling books and has really pioneered a lot of research into understanding neurological diseases in a much more holistic manner. And, you know, he's been talking about the ketogenic diet for a while and this phenomenon of, of what goes on in the brain and insulin. I mean, dementia and Alzheimer's has sometimes been referred to as type 3 diabetes because there's this inability right. of the brain to utilize sugar 
in people that have these cognitive declines as they get older. And we know that obviously building insulin resistance, having high carbohydrate diets, lots of grains, lots of high fructose corn syrup and sodas, lots of refined sugars, everything that Americans do wears on the insulin sensitivity of those neurons even in a more advanced way than just aging alone. And so this idea of using ketones where the brain doesn't have to do this active transport mechanism of pulling this laborious process of pulling glucose into the neurons, the ketones actually get pushed into the neurons almost passively. You can see how the brain neurons can have so much extra energy. And what we understand about the cognitive declines, the ones, excuse me, specifically associated with Alzheimer's, these neurotangles, these fibers that build up in the brain, the main way they use to diagnose like an Alzheimer's condition, this we know that we naturally form these beta amyloid plaques that form these tangles. What we understand is that in an Alzheimer's brain, there seems to be a reduction in the neuron's ability to clear these plaques. That's why we understand that there's a decreased metabolism. And that's why we look at it in some senses as almost a type 3 diabetes because there's this inability of the cells to get the fuel that they need to run the metabolic processes necessary to clear these plaques. So when you look at something like a ketone that doesn't need that active transport and can just get pushed into the neurons to stimulate metabolism, we can see how beneficial ketones can be. And there can be a little bit of a mix where you don't necessarily have to be in a 100% ketogenic diet all the time to still have your brain get some of the benefits of ketones. And maybe, uh, Georgia, that's something we can talk about later on in the show. When we come back from the break, let's finish up the benefits, different conditions that benefit. And I'd love to talk about athletic performance because there's this glaring misconception that's been promoted since like the 1970s, the beginning of really understanding athletic performance, where everybody thinks they have to carb load before. It's like the most antiquated science, yet pretty much even high-level athletes that I talk to still will say, well, what about my carbohydrates? I have to carb load. And there's amazing research that shows that even on these incredibly carbohydrate-restricted ketogenic diets, you actually improve athletic performance for many, many people. So let's talk about that. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the benefits, the brain, and we'll talk about some specific tools that we can use that have been developed to help easily get you into a ketogenic keto, ketosis state and execute a ketogenic diet to gain some of these health benefits. So don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Passero. We're going to be back right after these words. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber immune supporting oat beta glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCT 
expertise. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's NeuroOptimizer comes to the rescue. NeuroOptimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. NeuroOptimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. NeuroOptimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Hi, I'm Gail Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary, where we've been specializing in meeting your unique healthcare needs for over 50 years. Our passion is helping you to get to your root cause of health conditions. At Village Green Apothecary, our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists offer guidance on diet, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. Plus, we offer lab testing and nutritional consultations to optimize your health plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Pizarro. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11. You've heard my spiel a million times, so I'm going to skip it. Get right back to the show. We're here with Georgia Austin talking about the ketogenic diet. Hopefully you tuned in in the last segment. We talked about some of the benefits for brain health. Let's debunk some of the myths around carbohydrates and athletic performance, Georgia. Talk to us a little bit about why would an athlete want to use a ketogenic diet, given this misconception that glucose is absolutely needed for your energy, for your workouts, and your muscles need glycogen, and all of these different things that are per- pervade around the idea of athletic performance. Yeah, that you know, that was a um, science that was starting to be debunked when I was in my um, nutrition, my master's program for clinical nutrition, and this was back between 2006-2008. Um, so this this whole concept of I need a carb load, I need a carb load, I have to increase my glycogen storage um, was really has always been promoted and still to some degree. So the, the interesting thing about ketogenic diets is that once you get into keto adaptation, um, several things happen it, for the athlete. It actually improves the mobilization from your own fat stores and the burning of your own stored body fat. Um, while preserving glycogen deposits, and so that's a that's a concept that is um, kind of kind of shocking and new for anyone that's worked with athletes or has been an athlete. And it's not necessarily um, you know uh, a thing to the night before or the day of to eat this massive carbohydrate laden meal. In fact, what we know about eating um, a high carbohydrate um, meal is that it can create more inflammation and it can create something called oxidative stress mm-hmm. because it, it really um, impairs the capacity of the liver to try and handle all of that glucose at once. The liver is really the hub, the first domino to fall when someone is overeating carbohydrates and that's an athlete or a regular person in that it has the job of figuring out 
how much of that carbohydrate do I store as glycogen and how fast can I do it? And if it can't keep up, um, you know, just as in with a diabetic, you're going to have an uh, overabundance of, of these free radicals that are produced. And that can actually damage the metabolic machinery in your, in your tissues. So it's, uh, it's kind of uh, counterintuitive mm-hmm. knowing what we know now. <laughs> um, and so the research is very clear that it helps people improve endurance so they can run um, longer, bike longer, whatever it might be, um, while uh, preserving that muscle glycogen. And it helps them tap into their fat stores or they can use fats that they're, they've been taking um, beforehand. And it helps improve their aerobic performance, um, as well as some of the other activities like um, anaerobic exercise, which is like weight, mm-hmm. weight to power, um, for someone who's not necessarily an endurance athlete, but they need to have prolonged um, use of muscle, um, you know, power moves in muscle, um, and it can really help their performance as well. So there's a whole segment of keto athletes that are out there that are some of the top people in the country. And I'm not a sports person by any means, <laughs> but from what I understand, many of uh, the practitioners in the integrative and, and functional medicine world uh, that work with athletes, they have adopted um, a ketogenic diet for their athletes and they get better performance. They have better fat burning. They have better, uh, less inflammation after uh, better recovery time. Yeah, it's interesting when you really look at the physiology and how things can be completely flipped on their head mm-hmm. after time and research and understanding. And, you know, it's not that anybody was wrong. It's just important to pay attention to what we learn new every day. And, and that is something that gets some people discouraged, you know. Um, well, you know, 10 years ago, fat was bad and now fat's good. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, everybody kind of gets confused. And sometimes the messages are very convoluted and um you know, adulterated with messages from industry based on, you know, profit and, and things that aren't based on health, but even just paying attention and really understanding what's going on, it's important to kind of allow yourself to get shaken up a little bit and open your eyes to different things when the science really points to it. And this is certainly an indication where it is. I will say that I do encourage everybody to also listen to their own body. Um, You know, we do know these physiological processes take place when we manipulate our macronutrient intake, our proteins, fats, and carbohydrates in these ways. But that doesn't mean that every single person is going to have the exact benefit that every other person is going to have or that the people in the study had. So listen to your body. Some people do a little bit better when they have a little bit more carbohydrate in their diet. Some people do better when they don't. Um, We all have a degree of genetic individuality that gets expressed in different ways that I think is something that needs to be paid attention to. Um, So just listen to your bodies. And if something isn't quite feeling right, even after you've given it, you know, the good old college try and got yourself through the keto flu and whatever it is, if something isn't feeling right for you, that is something to pay attention to. Don't beat yourself up saying, why aren't I responding to this? Why isn't this working? It may just mean that it's not quite the right approach for you. And that is the one thing I have learned in the 15 years of clinical practice and nutrition and everything I've been doing with people with health and wellness for this long is that each person truly is an individual and no one cookie cutter approach to managing someone's condition is going to work for everybody across the board. It may work for a majority of people, but there's always going to be somebody with a degree of individuality that it just doesn't quite fit for. And just being respectful and understanding of that is an important part of this process. Now, some people might get concerned, Georgia, about 
you know, the the ratio of macronutrients and and, you know, be concerned about there's this debates around acidity and alkalinity related to diets and sometimes diets, particularly that are really heavy in meats, not as much fats can be a little bit more acidic. Is there any issue with, you know, acidity and alkalinity when it comes to manipulating your macronutrients and a way to get yourself into ketosis? Oh, sure. That's always, always a concern, but it's more of a concern with the higher protein diets, like yeah. you mentioned with yeah. um, Atkins. That was like the number one thing that I would see with people that were on Atkins is they're, you know, they're eating bacon and sausage and pork rinds. <laughs> I mean, those are, those are not really the healthy fats that we want people to consume. Um, ketogenic diets actually are not shown to be acid forming, especially when they're eating all of the plant-based um, foods that are allowed. So the non-starchy vegetables, the greens. Um, it's also not a consideration just due to the fact that the protein level is moderated. That's one of mm-hmm. the things that's different about keto is you're consuming 20% or less versus 40 to mm-hmm. 50% like some of the other um, higher protein. So um, the oils and fats that are recommended are coming from things like avocados, uh, butter, healthier plant oils, coconut milk, coconut oil, some dairy products. I would say grass-fed dairy products are obviously better, olives, um, you know, seeds and nuts. So they're not coming from pork rinds and bacon and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Or they shouldn't the be. Proteins that, right, exactly. That's the difference is you're putting in, if you're putting in a lot of the saturated fats or, um, you know, trans fats and you're not getting the plant protein or the plants in general, then that's a real issue. And, and you are mm-hmm. allowed berries, which are incredibly um, alkalinizing as well. Mm-hmm. So berries and greens. Um, plus another issue um, that is often not uh talked about or really emphasized is you need to to be taking an electrolyte. Um, that's one thing that helps offset someone going too high, um, you know, and, and the fear of ketoacidosis is um, you need to take in sodium, potassium, and uh, magnesium. Sodium we already talked about. You can use Himalayan sea salt, Celtic sea salt, but some people may actually need to increase their potassium and magnesium. Um, vegetables clearly give you that but some people may need a little extra. Um, plus, the ketoacidosis problem is going to be more likely if you're not following the carbohydrate restriction. If you're eating, still eating too many carbs and you're eating um, higher fat, that can be a bad combination. Mm-hmm. That can really cause, cause a lot of issues. So mm-hmm. it won't be as successful. Yeah, and I know you talked about this already, but a lot of people may get concerned regarding you know what you said, even if it's healthier sources like butter and coconut oil and coconut milk, the cholesterol content of those foods is high. And I will just tell you from clinical experience, you know, I mean, people that when I'm monitoring their um, chemistries, people on ketogenic diets, these are some of the people, I mean, one guy in particular, he had like one of the lower cholesterol levels I've ever seen. I mean, his cholesterol level was actually almost too low from my standards because it was below 120 which for me, because cholesterol is the precursor to all of your sex hormones and steroid hormones and everything, you actually need a decent amount. And while my cutoff on the upper end, I have a number. I also have a cutoff on the lower end, which a lot of doctors don't. And he was, you know, a pretty big guy on a totally ketogenic diet. And you have to understand only 20% of your cholesterol that you are can measure in the blood comes from your diet. The other 80% comes from what your liver is doing and what your body is producing. So when you put yourself in this ketogenic state, and your body is actually burning fats 
uh, the amount that you're getting from your diet is nowhere near going to make up for you know what your body's actually burning. And usually you do see a reduction in cholesterol levels. And that's why, as you mentioned earlier, Georgia, there can be benefits to a cardiometabolic profile and a reduction of risk mm-hmm. in cardiovascular disease, even with something that's a high cholesterol diet. And we know that a lot of the science behind cholesterol and high fat as being the enemy for heart disease has been been debunked over the years and really it was it was a you know it was one study one researcher there was too much invested it was just a bad combination of things and it's one of those instances where the wrong motivation disseminated information around a health issue that unfortunately caused a major backlash against fats a huge resurgence of carbohydrates and that is what really elevated heart disease and we're slowly unwinding that horrible misunderstanding which should have never happened in the first place if people actually really looked at the science. But um, when we come back from the break, Georgia, let's talk about some practical tips. I know there are some great products out there, some things that you can use to kind of easily facilitate the ability or more easily facilitate the ability to get into ketosis and execute a ketogenic diet if you think it might be helpful. So let's come back from the break and discuss that. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials of Healthy Living, and we'll be back right after these words. Solgar Number 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. 7, available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic. Made with the highest quality standards. Uncooked, untreated, unadulterated, non GMO certified, vegan, and gluten free. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside the beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists offer a personalized approach to help you with your health needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function, in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. 
I am your host for today, Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we've had a good time. We're talking with Georgia Austin about the ketogenic diet. We've only got about five minutes or so left in this last segment. So let's get down to some brass tacks here, Georgia. What, you know, when it comes down to actually doing it, how do people actually count the carbs allowed for the day? Is fiber included? Do they count towards total carbs? And then what other types of like meal replacements, snack replacements, lifestyle tips can you give to help people do this a little bit easier because it is difficult to constantly be looking at your macronutrients and how many carbs are in everything. Sometimes it's nice just to get a really specific structure. Oh, I totally agree with that. So, um, you know, remembering that you're limited to 50 grams total carbs, and sometimes after the first two weeks, um, your healthcare practitioner may want to adjust that um, to 25 or less, depending on how you're doing. You're eliminating all grains. That's a, a key component here. And your list of non-starchy vegetables um, is very helpful. And the fruits, you're limited to just berries. So that's really important. Um, you can actually go to Metagenics um, has a landing page, metagenics.com slash ketogenic, uh, can give some, some tips and tricks and recipes as well to follow up. Um, and so that is a source, is I, I will tell people, sorry. that is going to be one of the sources. The Metagenics guidelines for how to do this diet are going to include good, healthy sources of fat, good, abundant sources of non-starchy vegetables in a way that supports optimal health and vitality and not just basically relying on unhealthy fats and unhealthy proteins, you know, to try and get you into ketosis. So it's a great resource for people that are interested in doing this. So sorry, go ahead, Georgia. Absolutely. That's okay. That's okay. So um, within those categories that are allowed, um, the fiber, yeah, fiber doesn't really count because it's considered non-caloric. We can't as humans access fibers from fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. and turn them into energy. So that's the cool thing is you don't have to worry about that. To make it easier, um, what, what Metagenics has done is created a line of ketogenic formulas that fit with this program. So for instance, there's a ketogenic shake that's delicious. It comes in chocolate milkshake and vanilla, um, and you can whip it up and add different ingredients to it that are allowed on the food plan and make it into a smoothie. So it's designed to have 20 grams of uh, whey protein. There's no lactose, so you're okay if you're lactose intolerant. There's no casein. You're okay if you're allergic to casein. And it does include 14 grams of fat, and those fats are coming from the median chain triglyceride that we've been talking about. So that makes it really easy. You can use it one or two servings a day. If someone doesn't like a cold shake, there's a ketogenic soup, and it provides exactly the same protein and fats and same type of fats um, with very low carbohydrates and comes in a savory chicken flavor. And it's, it's delicious if you prefer something warm. So that can be used as one or two meals per day as well. And then to help you get more of the healthy fats, because sometimes it's challenging for people to get to that 70 to 75%, um, you can add in the Metagenics MCT oil or powder. Mm -hmm. They're very, very versatile. The MCT oil is odorless, flavorless. It's really easy to add. You can drizzle it over uh, cooked foods. You can blend it into beverages. Some people blend it with their coffee. Um, you can blend it into a shake. There are a lot of different ways you can do that. And the reason that, that uh, Metagenics MCT oil is different is it's concentrated to 90% of the two fatty acids that have all of the research that um, convey the health benefits we're talking about. So those two fats are called C8 and C10. 
Um, so it's a lot easier than just taking a ton of coconut oil, which is actually very high in C12, but not as high in C8 and C10. And that's harder for your body to make into ketones. So C8 and C10 are the two fats that you want, and you want 90% or greater in your serving of MCT oil, because that is what your body can very easily convert into ketones and then use for fuel. Um, so the oil is good. You can use that a serving at a time. Um, you often uh, want to titrate up on that, or what, what I mean by that, gradually increase, especially if you have some problems digesting fats or you have gallbladder issues. You may want to just start slowly with a half a serving or one serving and gradually increase. Yeah, MCT um, is a yeah is this medium chain triglyceride mm-hmm. that's extracted from coconut oil. A lot of people try and use yeah. coconut oil. The MCT oil that you're talking about, I really love the Metagenics one because of its neutral mm-hmm. flavor and because it really yeah. contains high concentrations of those two fats. And that's something that a lot of people love doing to boost their brain function. You know, they can put it and you can yeah. mix it with your coffee in the morning. You can do anything with it to just try and mm-hmm. get those ketones into the brain. But yes, buyer beware. If your digestive <laughs> system isn't used to that much fat, it needs to get used to it over time. So if you just start with a mega dose you can end you can expect to spend some time in the bathroom a little bit more time than you might spend than usual so give your body a chance and take about a week or so to work up to some of the higher yeah. therapeutic doses yeah absolutely and mct oils are also another strategy to help people when they're feeling the keto flu because it gives you a quick source to make ketones from so often once people start incorporating more mct oil they feel better um, it does come in a powder, which is kind of cool because you can add that as you can use that as a creamer for your coffee. That works even better. You can put it as a powder. You can put it into other beverages that you're mixing up. So some people like the powder. Some people like the oil. If you have dairy issues um, at all or you're vegan, you'll want to use the oil because it is dairy-free. Um, so we'll tell you that. And then lastly, they make an exogenous ketone um, drink. So what does that mean? That actually means that it gives you a serving, 11.7 grams, of one of those ketones, beta-hydroxybutyrate, that your body is trying to make. And so this particular ketone drink is tasty. That's the first thing, because a lot of the things on the market are not. It's a berry blast flavor. And it actually has um, research with humans showing that it induces ketosis within 15 minutes which is more than what, what you see on the market. There's one particular product that has one person in the study <laughs> that mm-hmm. had more than one person. Yeah, so 15 minutes, and it keeps you there for about an hour. And so this can be really helpful for the keto flu or for athletes as a pre-workout. So exogenous ketone salts, very, very helpful um, huh. to, to help you get to where you need to go. That's awesome. Those are really some some great ideas. If you want to learn more, you can visit www.metagenics.com backslash, what is it, ketogenic? Ketogenic, uh-huh. Ketogenic, That's yeah. The really, there's a great guide. There's these great products and mm-hmm. some great understanding. I mean, it's great to work with a health professional who knows what they're doing. The Village Green does yeah. have all Metagenics products and some very, uh, very well-educated nutritional advisors that can give you some ideas. So I learned a lot today, Georgia. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. I think it's an exciting topic, and I think it's something that many people could benefit from in their journey towards better health. So thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thanks to Village Green. Absolutely. All right, everybody. This is Dr. Kevin. Kevin Passero, wishing you all the best of health until next time. Take care.
Did you know at Village Green Apothecary, we offer everyday savings on top-quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. Today and every day, at Village Green, we care about our customers. We've been providing the best nutrition and healthy living products for over 50 years. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.